It was early in the morning when he rode into the town. He came riding from the south side, slowly looking all around. He's an outlaw loose and running, came the whisper from each lip. And he's here to do some business with a big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. So I'm really excited to talk about this next challenge this next leadership challenge because it's what we all find ourselves in all the time and it's initiating change and so here you are leader you walk into a a situation (laughs) it's a giant mess or it maybe is a minor mess or it may be dysfunctional You showed up and here you are right in the middle of this, okay? You've got a team that's not demonstrating teamwork. You have low morale. You have low productivity. You have people who are not excited about coming to work. Their spirits are low. And you are there now and you're the leader of this three people or five people, or 10, or this group of 20. Here you are, you're right in the middle of this group, and you're looking around, and the reality comes to you is, this, this group's not in a good place right now. What are you going to do? What do you do when you step into that situation? How are you going to handle it? Your desire is that this team works well together. Your desire is that people are bringing creativity. And listen, creativity most of the time is not exhibited in situations where there's low morale and people don't have some sort of hope about the group they're in. And so you're looking at this going, man, I want morale to go up. I want creativity to happen. I want folks to be excited about coming to work. I want their spirits to be up. The best work is done when people are energized to do the work. Morale is huge. And here you are looking at this situation where these folks are not excited about what's going on. And there you are as a leader. And this is why leadership was created because leadership has to do with the changing of the atmosphere leaders initiate they change the human part of this from going the wrong way to going the good way managers manage and sort of implement the change But the ball can't get going in the right direction without a leader. The thing's got to start moving, and that's where the fun of leadership happens. And so you walk into this situation where it's dysfunctional. It's a giant mess. Maybe you took over for somebody. Maybe you're stepping into their spot. They're like, hey, we need for you to take over this team. It's not going very well. Maybe they didn't know it. Maybe they just put you in a new spot or you applied for a job and got it and you and you showed up and you're looking at this going, this is a mess. And it wasn't your creation. But that's not the only scenario. 
maybe you were sort of the leader. And it's just been a slow decline. It's devolved. And maybe you were working through some things in your own life and you were busy with personal things and you had a family situation going on and you have not, you've been checked out for a bit. And you come back into this situation that you were the leader of and you go, oh my gosh, what, what have I created? What did I do to myself? And all of a sudden you wake up and you go, I, I have a mess on my hands. And it's a mess because I've abdicated my leadership role. And hey, look, you may have been dealing with some really important things in your personal life that let it get there. And there's a recipe to kind of not do that again, but this is where you are. Or maybe you've just been a marginal leader. And you have followed the pattern of some who bring destructive behaviors to a team by your leadership. And so now you wake up and you go, my leadership's messed up. I don't know what I'm doing. And what I've been doing is destructive to these team members that I'm leading. And all of a sudden you wake up and go, I've got to change. I can't do it the same way that I've been doing. And all of us have been there. (laughs) Every one of us. There's some times where we we have to look in the mirror and realize that I did this to this team. And leader, don't sweep it under the rug. Because we all know what it feels like to fail, but some will not let themselves feel that pain. And as they say in counseling, the cure for the pain is the pain. You got to go through it. You got to look in the mirror. You got to know that, hey, I created this mess. Say it. I created this mess, leader. It's liberating. We've all been there. And so however you wound up in front of this team, this is where you're at. This is the spot you're in. And you got a mess on your hands. And it's not going to change without leadership and without some courage. So here's the five steps of how to begin to move this ball the other direction. Number one, I like to say this a whole bunch. Define reality. Number one, define reality with yourself, leader, with you, with me. It is hard to do this. I've had to do this so many times, but it's when I feel God most is when I go, I missed it. I I led this to this. And so we're going to talk a little more about that. But say you just showed up 
and you're not that person that led it there, but now you showed up in the middle of this team that's dysfunctional, okay? There, there's two parts of this. You got to look in the mirror too because every single time that we step in for somebody else, we're always going to see the faults and failures of that leader who was before us. Before us. And sometimes, guys, they're really destructive, but it's the moment, leader, if you're stepping in behind somebody, it's the moment where, look, you can be honest about what you find. Just don't be judgmental about it. You don't want to wind up with the person sitting on the high horse because we all make mistakes. And so you got to look in the mirror and, 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 and have a little bit of grace and go, you know, yeah, some things could have been done different. And that there were some leadership mistakes done. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to acknowledge them. But it's your moment to have grace. And it's your moment to be thoughtful and to get your composure. If you step into a dysfunctional, giant mess of a team, group, leadership, church, whatever it is, get your composure. Don't, don't turn into a Pharisee judging everybody. Turn into the person who's going to be graceful and understand we got all kind of situations where the person before us didn't do a great job. So get your composure together. But the person in the other scenarios where they created the mess, you got to look in the mirror and you got to define reality and you just got to be honest with yourself. What led us here? God, what did I miss exactly? Why was I not in tune with where I needed to be? Don't let it be shame-oriented. Let it just be honest-oriented. You're an incredible person. You're a great leader. You're going to be all right. You're going to get there. This is part of getting there, defining reality. Be honest with yourself about the situation because you cannot get the ball rolling in the opposite direction. If you had a part in it, if you're not willing to humble yourself enough to go to yourself in the mirror, I botched this one. It was Byron Copeland who did it. <laughs> I can't blame anybody else. And maybe there's other people to blame. But if you're the leader, you can't blame anybody else. It's got to be you. That's what great leaders do. They look in the mirror first. And they diagnose it. Years ago, this has probably been, I was probably late 20s. I was a youth pastor. And a young guy came and started working with me as a volunteer and he was a professional guy but he came and volunteered as a youth leader and he just kind of became my buddy I mean we work really close together and this young guy was sharp he was creative he had drive he had energy he was a little edgy he was a little too edgy and a little extreme but man there were so many good qualities about him and occasionally he would cross the line and do something a little crazy and because I was insecure and I lacked courage, 
I failed to coach him. I failed to put words to the way I felt when he crossed the line or he was just a little too radical. And I could have said it in such a nice way. Hey, these are strengths, but you got to work on this. And hey, do you mind if I add a little accountability? Listen, I'm telling you because I knew him, he would have been like, please coach me because I've never been coached in leadership. But I didn't have the courage to do it because I was too insecure. And so I let this situation go for months, for months, for many months, probably a year, probably over a year, probably a couple of years. And my frustration on the inside with this person just slowly started to grow. It didn't grow fast because I liked him and he was amazing and he was productive and he was bringing good things. But but I wasn't talking to him about some of the things that he needed to work on. Consequently, frustration was growing in me towards this person. Until one day, I let loose. Six months, a year, a year and a half, two years of frustration comes out in one meeting sitting in my truck with him. And this young man was, he was befuddled. He's looking at me like, where did that come from? Why all of a sudden are you telling me this right now that it is the end of the world? It's DEFCON 5 if there's such thing. I am letting him have it, and it was not coming out the way I wanted to because I had bottled it up into frustration. And, man, it's coming out on him. Guys, listen, it wasn't his problem. He had some things that he needed to work on. I created that mess. I wounded that young man. And it took some time, and I think we came back from that. But there was no reason for it. I created that mess. And I needed to be the sort of leader that looked in the mirror and went, I did that. It wasn't his fault. This is a young guy learning, going, blowing and going, trying to do great. A lot of creativity, edgy. I just didn't coach very well. Guys, listen, I remember that lesson. It is part of my leadership now that there are few people that you can get up to very close in leadership that will give you the level of candor in a kind, gentle, loving, caring way than I will for you. And the people who've been around me know that. I care enough to talk about it because I remember the pain of those situations years ago. Take that theme into your leadership. But leader, if you've created a mess or you step into a mess, number one, you got to get your composure. Number two, you got to look in the mirror and you got to define reality. How do we get here without beating yourself to death? Just look at it. Number two, you've got to define reality for that team. You got to be honest with them about where we are. You might even need to be honest about how we got here. It may be your moment, moment to go, guys, I have not been myself. 
and I allowed us to get here. And, you know, I understand you all had a part in this and you've got your own part to play, but I'm the leader. And I'm looking at this situation now and I don't like it. I don't like where we are. I don't like what I see in this team, in our productivity together and the way that we treat each other. And so you sort of give a state of the union about where we are. Here's where we're at. This is what I see. This is what I sense. Now, guys, listen, this is really important. If you mischaracterize in that moment, if you mischaracterize leader, where you are, it's going to hurt you worse because it sort of means that you are, have a level of lack of awareness that you really don't know what's going on. And you're diagnosing a problem that's not the problem. You're describing a situation that's not the situation. You need to know what you're looking at. You need to do enough conversations. You need to do enough understanding. You need to do enough listening. You need to do enough asking questions of different people, various ones. You need to do enough observing and watching that so that you know when you go into number two of defining reality for that team, it's accurate. And you might even need to talk about some of the symptoms that, of this and, and some of the genesis of what is creating this situation okay you don't have to overdo it but you need to have an awareness of accuracy with what you're describing to them they need to go yeah he's probably right yes yeah, she's right this is where we are if you miss it there you're going backwards you need to thoughtfully communicate team this is where we are it's probably not the place we want to stay defining reality to that team it is so important and again in that conversation you might need to talk about your part in that and you might need to gradually go hey guys we all got to own this to some degree I'm the leader I got to go first but we need to own it together this is where we are you are defining reality number three now we start to see the ball turn in the other direction. This is where you want to cast, and you may not want to do it right at number two. You may want to let everybody digest with number two. You don't have to, but you might want to, and you want to talk about number three. Number three is generally casting a new vision of where we're going. Hey, guys, it may be hard for you guys to believe because y'all been living in this giant mess for a while but we're not staying here. We're not staying here. I'm not going to let us stay here as the leader. Let's go to somewhere good. And I know that trust is low right now, but I'm going to start casting a vision about where we're going, and, and it's going to be good. And so generally begin to cast a new vision of direction and where we're going. Begin to describe what is the desired state. Because if it's a dysfunctional team, they're not dreaming anymore. There's not a lot of hope. They're in survival. And so what you're doing is casting vision. 
There is hope. Guys, we can do this. You begin to talk to them and you begin to cast a vision of, hey, we have an opportunity here. Here we are together to produce something great together, to see a brand new climate come to life here. We can do it together. And so you cast a new vision for your desired state. What is that desired state? Well, you may be working under the umbrella of a bigger vision. And so you're taking, if it's a good vision, if it's a healthy vision, if it's to do something worthwhile, begin to work that back in. Begin to talk about what it means to have a place that people can come to work together and enjoy it. And so number three is you're casting a new broad vision about where we're going. You're offering hope. You're telling them change can happen. That in this universe with a God and with beings who are created in the image of God, there is the possibility of transformation. We always must believe that as leaders. And hey group, Here's our new desired state and direction. Here's the direction we're going to get there. Number four, invite them into the creation of this desired state and this new vision. Here's where we're going. As your leader, I'm not walking alone. I'm not going by myself. <laughs> You're coming with me and we're going together. And I want to ask you that you would take a step of faith and that you would step in here with me and that we could create the roadmap of how to get there together. I need you. And I want to do this with you. I don't want to do it alone. I could sit in my office over here by myself and write it all down. But I really want to bring you alone. I want to ask you to be a part of this. And so over the next week and a half, two weeks, we're going to begin to talk about what this new journey looks like and how this culture can change in the way that we want it to change with this new vision that we're starting, this new brand new direction. So number four, invite them into the journey. Invite them into creating it with you. And number five, raise the level of accountability. And I don't even like saying it that way because there's going to be some who hear that, maybe who, you know, pull out the hammer. <laughs> uh, but you don't have to pull out the hammer if you're a great leader, if you know what you're doing. I want to say something else on a side note. Great leaders and people of influence who are healthy and strong never need to tell everybody that they're in charge. They never need to wield their authority. They never need to tell everybody how much power they actually have. They never need to talk about it. 
because influence has been and authority has been given to them freely by those who are their followers because they realize that this is a good leader. I trust this person. This person's healthy. I like you as my leader. I want to follow you. You actually care about me. And so leaders who talk about authority, who talk about their power and their place consistently, you might want to take a note of that one. Because that leader is probably insecure. And that leader is likely to take that real authority, that positional authority, and use it as an iron fist. Great leaders never have to talk about authority. Followers freely give and freely follow their influence. So number five, ask for accountability. Ask for accountability. And here's how a conversation like that may look. Hey, guys, we've, we've talked about where we came from. We're, we're, we're making some progress. We've defined our reality as a team. We've talked about the new vision and, and where we want to go together. And a lot of you have been a part of, of putting your thoughts into where we're going. And I want to ask you something, team. I want to ask us to raise a level of accountability. Here's what that means. Not in a judgmental way, but if we consistently see that we're not doing what we say, we need to just remind each other occasionally. And I want to ask for permission from you that I be able to hold you accountable accountable on what we decided but I'm going to go a step further than that if I'm missing the mark as your leader I'm inviting you to hold me accountable Byron what we decided you're not doing where are you at you're in another galaxy floating around somewhere can you come down to our team and come back because we decided that this is where we were going and this is what we were doing and you're not showing up. And we need you. And team, what I'm saying is a scenario like that, I want that scenario. Hold me accountable. Listen, leaders have to go first. None of us are perfect. We can say I'm sorry. We can say I'm missing it. We can say I need to be a little bit better in my spot. You still have the leadership position. You have it. You just want to wield that position humbly with accountability in a benevolent way. And followers will love you for it and they will respect you. And all of a sudden you will see the environment that you're in completely turn around it's going to take a few minutes 
because all great environments are established on trust and respect and honesty and accomplishing great things. But you can't accomplish great things without the price that you don't want to pay without trust and respect and honesty because we have humans involved. If you're in that situation where you've got a mess on your hands, a leadership mess on your hands, look in the mirror to find reality of yourself. Get your composure together. Number two, define reality for that team. Talk about really where it is. It's okay. If they need to, let them process in that time. Number two, let them process it out with you. Let people talk. Let them talk. I say it like this. We process our way to health. They may need to process it there. Number three, talk about a general new vision in a desired state. Number four, invite them along in the journey to create it. Come on, I need you. You're important. Let's go. There's greatness all around this room. There's greatness all around this staff and this team. I need you. And number five, raise the level of accountability. Here's where we're going. Guys, if we're running off in all directions, we got to hold one another accountable. Number one starts with me. I'm accountable. Hold me accountable. And those five all together is rarefied air, and you will see changing occur miraculously because things can transform.